Did I do it? You did. Hi, Whitney. Hi. Uh, We are just waiting on Heather to join. Where is she at? Um... Earlier. Um, let's see. There she is. Yay, ladies, we did it. Yay. Yay. That's my bitch right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me on my first ever podcast um, for single moms, whether they be divorced or widowed, whatever their story is. So, really, my whole goal with this podcast is just to bring hope and inspiration to women out there, um, you know, that we can get a good laugh, maybe some tears in, and then just walk away from each podcast feeling like, just feeling inspired, basically. So um, for all of those uh, people out there, all those mothers out there, um, this podcast, I'm interviewing Whitney White, and she is my amazing and talented hairdresser. And Heather Sanchez, who is her friend. Um, my bestie, my sister from That is my mister. sister from another mister right there. Who, who my now in my phone is Heather White. Yes. <laughs> Might as well be. Yes. <laughs> so I'm super excited about this. Thank you, girls, for coming on. Um, just if you guys want to just get started and kind of start telling your story, um, we all would love to hear it. Who, do you want to go first, Heather? You want me to go? I don't care. You go first. I'll go second. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I am Whitney. Um, I, I guess I became a single mom, like straight from conception. I mean, so my, my baby daddy and me, we, uh, met each other when we were 19 and we were in college and just like any dysfunctional college relationship, if that's what you want to call it, like, my baby daddy was like that guy, like every woman, girl, even guy, we have like that, that, that guy, that girl, like when they call at two o'clock in the morning, we're going to go, you know, like we sleep like geishas. We wear makeup at night because like when this person calls, we go running, right? Like we've all been there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We've all done it. We all have, okay. Like my baby daddy was, is that guy. So, you know, we throughout literally four years, like had this like dysfunctional relation, call it whatever time, whenever, to the point when I was 23, I lived in Houston and he lived right outside of Austin. And like right around Christmas time, like I hadn't heard from him in like maybe a year and he called and he was like, Hey, I want to see, see you. And I'm like, Hey, hell yeah, let's do this. (laughs) And like any normal 23 year old girl that that guy calls, like, we planned for like two weeks later for one weekend, me drive to Austin because heaven forbid you drive to Houston. Right. I mean, they never come see you. You go to them. They call you go running. Right. And you know, I was at the height of my career. I mean, like it was kind of the big, like the beginning, like just making like great money hairdresser, like falling out of control, go see him one weekend, one night out, one night. Oh, came home four weeks later I was knocked the hell up and I even knew it too like I was driving home Heather I don't know if you remember I was driving home with Jolie and yes. I was no I was at the Mexican restaurant with her and I was looking at Jolie I'm like what do you do if you like get knocked up and like your your significant other lives in another town and Jolie's like girl we don't do nothing like you don't even think about that 
But four weeks later, I was actually out uh, drinking with my girlfriends and I didn't feel like drinking. Something was off. And like at three o'clock in the morning, I went to Walmart and I actually remember I bought a pregnancy test and it was $3.74 because I did not, I was like, I'm not going to pay no $14 for a pregnancy test. No girl, you buy the Walmart no, brand, no, you buy no, the Walmart no, brand. Do that, but to buy a pregnancy test to fail again, right? Because we all, you know, you go buy like a thousand of them every time you're like a half minute late. Been there. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Go buy that shit at Walmart at three in the morning, half kind of drunk. Because even though you don't want to drink and you don't feel like it, you're still going to take them shots because they're free, right? So And now you're suppressing. So I go home and I took a pregnancy test and I was like, like, there was like, you could barely see like the plus like faint line. And I was like, I thought I was kind of drunk too. So I was like, "Mm, I don't know about this one. I'm like, it's kind of there, kind of not there. So I called my mom. And I was like, mom, I think we got a problem. And she's like, well, we don't have time to deal with this. Can we just talk about it in the morning? And I was like, "Eh, okay. Well, got up in the morning. I was like, shit, I think I have a problem. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I, but I didn't want to take a test because I'm just one of those, like, we're just going to pretend it's not real. Right. But I went to work and Heather, my best friend, Heather was literally besides my mom, the first person. I told, and Heather was actually pregnant at the time. She can tell you her fucked up story. And I walked into work and I looked at her and I was like, bitch, I think I'm pregnant. And she's like, turned around. She's like, she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, is it? She's like, yeah, we got this. I'm like, but do we, but do we really? (laughs) And I actually made my friend's mom go and buy me an expensive test because I wasn't about to spend the money on that. And yeah, I was totally pregnant. And it was insane. And I was in denial for a long time until I actually went to the doctor at eight weeks. And they were like, yeah, you're totally pregnant. And I was like, oh, shit. So I did tell baby daddy. Baby daddy at first was extremely excited. And so you guys are still talking at this point, we, yes, right? We're still, still talking, driving yes, back and yeah, forth. Like we were still cool. Like we had always had chemistry and we'd always been like, you know, one of those drunk, like, I love you. We're going to get married. We're going to do this one day. We're going to have kids. They're going to be baseball players and ballerinas. And everything's going to be so great mm-hmm. until I actually got pregnant. And then mm-hmm. shit really got real. Well, when I told him that I was pregnant, I mean, he was actually in the beginning very excited. Like, we were both like, oh, my God. And in my heart, I'm like, oh, my God, I really get to marry my guy. Like, my guy, I got knocked up. We're going to get married and live happily ever after, right? Well, right. until about six and a half months pregnant, you know, I have this law, ladies, just remember, you know, you can't have like a pregnant girlfriend and like a non-pregnant girlfriend at the same time. Like that doesn't work, you know? And, you know, I wish I could say I was this Billy badass woman and told him to go fuck himself. But in all honesty, he chose the non-pregnant girlfriend over me. He told me that he was not ready to be a dad, that, you know, he you know, didn't want to know anything about the baby. He didn't want to know when it was born. He didn't want to know anything. He just, he, he, his exact words were Whitney out of sight, out of mind. And Mm. I didn't fight him. I didn't do anything. I just said, okay. And I said, well, I hope, you know, like we are going to go to court and get legal documentation because I don't want you to come back and whatever. I said, oh, and uh, FYI, you're going to help me pay for this baby. I said, but you know, you don't want to know shit. You don't know what's going on. That's fine. And you know, 10 years down the line, my son has never met him, never met his biological father. Oh, I take that back. Met him one time. 
uh, when like, that's a whole nother fucked up. That's a whole nother episode, like one time for like an hour and it was just ridiculous and blah. But um, needless to say, my mm-hmm. son like doesn't remember any of that, but never met him really, doesn't 10 years, like never been around, nothing, anything. Um, so basically since conception, I've pretty much been a single mom. Yeah, you know, um, I know how amazing of a mother you are and how hard of a worker you are. So I know, you know, to your son, you are everything. And um, he he just knows his life for what it is because that's what you've given him. You've yes. given him this amazing life. And he really knows I, no different, which is cool. I mean, he really yeah, knows. You, right. You've done a great job at that. And so uh, he's got an amazing mother. But, you know, deep down, I know that that hurt you over the oh, years girl, as a mother you, you I have been... hurt for your kids even though they don't know <laughs> yes and I mean that's what I'm saying I mean there, I can't tell you there has been you know guilt um I'm not gonna lie and even go that there has been shame you know I'm, I'm a hairstylist I'm an incredible I mean I'm not gonna lie I'm extremely successful hairstylist because you know, you're I, have, I have an upper middle class clientele of clients who are married and you know, to walk in and be like, oh, I'm knocked up and I don't have a husband and I don't da 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 da. And I'm, you know, it, it's a little kind of like taken aback to people who have never been around that, who they, they're in all marriages and all their kids are married and all their, you know, to, for them to look at me and to be around somebody who these people have never been around somebody who honestly is a single mom. To them, that's not an, quote, quote, upper echelon type of person. It's right. weird to say that, but it's like, you're a successful businesswoman, da, da, da. Oh, but you're knocked up. How, How did, did you, you get, get yourself, yourself into this, this type thing? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. people like you don't do this. And it's like, no, people like me have the sex and pull out and pray doesn't work. So let me tell you what. Yeah, 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 we do. That's what we do. And yeah. it's, it is what it is. So. And everybody's been there and everybody been there and everybody (laughs) done it and it ends up okay. But yes, there's, there's bumps and hiccups and insanity and happy and sad. And, but through it all, you're still doing wonderful. Um, yeah, I go get my hair done by you and it, I mean, never does it look bad at all. Like I will never change hairdressers. So (laughs) you better not leave me. Um, No girl, I ain't going nowhere. (laughs) So just, uh, I guess, just walk us through, you know, um, because you're doing great now and you just got married and yes. bought a house. Yes. Like, so doing great for you. I, you know, and that's the thing. Um, everything has been lately. I mean, there's been so many blessings. You know, I think one thing I really want to emphasize for single moms is about like, you know, the guilt, like don't feel guilty. You know, um, yes. there's nothing to feel guilty. There's nothing to feel guilty about. I mean, you know, I think that there's such a negative connotation with the word single and period and single moms. Um, Yeah, I like to call us empowered. Yeah, I like to call us like, you know, people are like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm self-employed. And they're like, oh, you're self-employed. I think we need to feel like self-employed moms. Uh, Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because it's like self-employed people. It's like, oh, you're a business owner. You're a badass. Well, you know what? We're a business owner mom, okay? We're a badass mom. We're a badass parent. We do it. We've done it. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I, I think that, and, you know, take away the guilt of, you know, like, okay, you can't go to every single kid's theater, play, whatever. 
one thing my mother, Tana White, taught me, she's like, Whitney, it's okay. They ain't going to remember no way. You know, like, you're not going to be able to go to every single play. It's okay. Like, when you get home at night and your kid's there, wake his ass up and have him do his little play right there in front of you. Because he's not going to remember you didn't go unless you make it a big deal. But he's going to remember you woke him up and you watched him do it himself. Exactly. And they're going to remember you never quit. And you You never quit. There every day. Yes. You got to remember the positive. If you make everything so negative, that's what it's going to be. I think people put such a negative connotation now around single parent because it's like, it's such a, like, like you're not worthy. Like a single parent, oh, you aren't worthy of a spouse to be with you. That's not true. I don't believe that is true. If anything, it's like God kind of was like, okay, this situation's probably not the perfect. So I'm going to edit it, correct it, so that this child can have the life that God so deserves, thinks this, or whatever this child needs. Yeah. You know, people need to change their mindset. You know, I'm extremely, you know, like I've been able to provide for my child. Yes. You know, I, I finally met a man that's like deserving and willing of not only me, but my child. And, it, it hasn't been easy and it hasn't whatever, but it's like, it's always, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. You just can't give up on that. And you can't not like, you have to, it's like a constant reminder. It's like a conscious, you have to keep telling yourself. It's right. like, I can't tell you how many times I've called Heather bawling my eyes out, you know, wondering how I'm going to do what I'm going to do, whatever. And we just make it happen because she's been like my single mom partner in crime. I mean, she went through, I mean, went through the exact same time. Our, our sons are literally what, six months apart. I mean, he is literally the Mexican version of my blonde hair, blonde white boy. Like they are brothers. They call each other brothers. They've had each other. Me and Heather had each other. We're very blessed in that aspect. Um, So Anyone who says, like, you can be a single mom and you can't get it done or you can't have whatever, I just, I think that you just need to get the negative out. The negative, bleh, out. Because that's, that's not what it is anymore. We live in 2019. There's more single mom, single out there than probably married mom and dads. I mean, that's just the nature of our culture right now. Yeah, I, I truly I, I truly believe that, um, you know, and, and I think you made a good point with, we have to change our mindset. Like we cannot let ourselves get negative. We cannot think negative thoughts. We have to remember at the end of the day, I am there for my child every single day, every day I wake up and I am there for them. I go to work, I provide, I do all of this stuff for my kids and I never quit. Yes. So it doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're single. As mothers, we all do that. And as a single mother, you know, it's it's a little, <laughs> it's a little extra sometimes. Um, it's because... a lot of extra sometimes. It's a lot <laughs> of extra. there to watch them while you take a bath. Yeah, or... it's a lot of extra. And it's a lot of extra all the time. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not rose-colored glasses all the time. It's a lot of extra all the time. 110% yeah. of the time. But. Heather needs to tell her fucked up story. You go, Heather. (laughs) Well, you know, lucky for me, I'm a single mom of two. So, and I'm a single mom of two, of two different fathers. So I was, you know, uh, originally how I got in this, how I got into this wonderful, wonderful place where I have my kids Mm -hmm. 25, eight, not 24, seven. I have them 25, eight. 
and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. And I, I met my ex-husband a week after I turned 18 years old. And a month later, he turned 22. And at 18 years old, you don't know whether to scratch your watch or wind your butt. And you'll do anything and everything you can to make a relationship work. So I did. Then I ended up, then I, of course, got married and had my daughter and moved to a third world country with a six week old baby and where he proceeded to go to veterinary school and I never saw him. So you take a extreme postpartum depression woman that's never been a Hispanic woman who's never been away from her family in her 25 years of life and take them to a third world country with a six week old baby. That's just the perfect perfect recipe for a perfect marriage oh yeah (laughs) so you know I'm on this island and you know I've there's nothing left to do it's 27 miles long five miles wide and I lost 80 pounds in my mind and eventually I came back home and when I came back home I just knew this is not the marriage for me so um I we divorced and I ended up well you know with a two is three well right after Soon after that, I met my son's father and um, my Mm, son's biological sperm donor. And um, I was like, you know, I was in a very, you know, you take a, you take a woman from being in a not so hot marriage to, um, and then never really experiencing anything from 18 to 25. Those are your formidable years. So of course I'm in this place and I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is great. This is Mm. a bad boy. I love it. And you fall into this crazy trap. And unfortunately for me, that crazy trap was a verbally and physically abusive relationship. And I was stuck there and I had my son. And when my son was, I had my son and my daughter, luckily for my daughter, she was never privy to any of the crazy. And um, when my son was three years old, I just remember him screaming and crying and screaming and crying and screaming for his father and I just remember calling him on the phone and leaving the phone on and listening to like, are you going to listen to this little boy cry or are you going to do something about it and change your life? And so I got some photos from another girl and she's like, this is where your man is. And I thought to myself, I called him up and I said, Hey, is this what you want? He goes, no, I want you. And then at that very moment in time, God said, you know what, Heather, it's not about what you want. It's not about what he wants. It's about what those two kids want. And that just dawned on me. And I said, you know what? It's not about me anymore. It is about what these kids need. And by God, they need a strong woman. They don't need you. They don't need anybody else. So I did the back and forth with my daughter. And then that moment that I decided to not go back to that verbally abusive relationship is the day I picked up the phone and I called Whitney. And I said, hey, Whitney. She's like, yeah. I said, are you still in in a position where you don't want to be. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to live here. And I said, great. Mm-hmm. I need you to save my life. I yep. said, I need you to come and move in with me and Brooke and Brayden. I said, because if you're here, there's absolutely no more. I said, I would never throw a man, a single mom and their son out on the street. So if you're here, yep. there's no room for yep. him here. And I moved Whitney in yeah, and we literally we moved her in a day. We did. I packed, we packed her up, moved her out, moved her in and boom. We had a, we had two oh, moms and three kids. Like it was a most insane, hilarious, oh my God. Organized <laughs> chaos that there ever, ever was. 
And, you know, I say the that is how I got to be single, but yes. that is how I got to find my village. And that is where your struggle is as a single yeah. mom, is finding that village, finding the village to surround you that. and help you. Because you, yes, it ta- you and you, anybody can raise a kid, but it takes it, you know, yes. have a kid, it takes a village to raise it. Talk about how we used and to drop the kids off at that uh, is daycare. Where, and they all thought that we were oh, lesbians. Gosh. It was so great. You know? We're our lesbians. And it, because we never told them any different. The boys were six weeks apart. Mine looks like me. Hers looks like her. And it's like, okay, so how, what do we do? And I went to pick up the boys one day and because we had them in the same daycare because it was the only way. Whitney's a hairstylist. She works weekends. I worked an eight to five. And so it was my job to pick up the boy. You know, she dropped them off because I had to haul ass across town to work and so Whitney would pick them you know drop them off and I'd pick them up anybody in their right mind would think that was the best lesbian couple in the world and when I picked up the boys one day I said hey I said I'm here to pick up in, and oh, of yeah. course their names are Hayden best, and Brayden yeah. and to make it you know to boot and she says well your wife picked him up and I said my wife she goes yeah the blonde haired lady and I was like my wife Yes. And she didn't even correct yes, her. Yes, she did. She didn't even correct her. <laughs> no, oh, ma'am, right. I did not. <laughs> I did not. And, you know, the struggles just began. You know, we, you find, I always say that God puts people mm-hmm. in your life for a reason, yes. a season, or a lifetime. And Whitney was, the reason was awful. The oh, season God. has turned into a lifetime. She is now a root. She is a root in my life. Her yep. son is a root in my tree. They're not limbs. They're not branches. They are roots. And you have to kind of open your eyes to remove yourself from that struggle. Because there are times when Whitney will, would have, you know, still to this day will call me and go, this is what Hayden did at school today. Because no matter how, how old they are, you still want to share that with somebody that you feel has a parental mm-hmm. attachment mm-hmm. to that child. Yeah. You do. There are still times when I can look at my son and my daughter and go, you know what, idiots, y'all are missing this. You are missing how amazing of a human these kids are. And it's still, it'll bother you, I think, Mm -hmm. to the day that you die. Because, you know, it's like they are still part of who they are genetically. But so that struggle, that mom guilt, and, you know, the the mom guilt gets you into a lot. Because I've had two failed relationships, my marriage and then my, my son's, my son's um, sperm donor. And then, you know, my daughter was five, my son was three, and they really were longing for that familial status. They wanted a dad. They wanted to come home and there'd be two of us. And, you know, and I found the first one that seemed to work. He wasn't awful. And he wasn't, um, he wasn't an abuser. And he, you know, and mm-hmm. he, he just seemed to fit he the bill. He didn't have that whole bad so sock problem. For... He wore those fucking tube socks. Oh, God, socks. bless oh, his heart. So tube bad. socks. So bad. And, you know, it was, so he fit the bill. And I was like, you know, he was, he, it was just, it kind of worked. So for six and a half years, six and a half years, I struggled through that one. Because, and then it got to the point where, my kids called him dad because they didn't have a dad. And my daughter, you know, my daughter's father is up the street 20 minutes. And I can't remember mm-hmm. the last time she saw him. She's 15. He's remarried with a whole nother family and other kids. And, 
It's like, you know, I just don't understand that. So the struggles will always be there. But the epiphany in it is you can look at these kids Mm -hmm. and just say to Mm -hmm. yourself, I did that. Me and the family that I chose and the people that I Mm -hmm. chose correctly this time helped make these kids Mm -hmm. the kids that they are. And I say, I, I don't care how you do it, how you do it. I am a huge, huge, huge proponent for sports. Get them in sports because you just don't get yes. this kid in sports. You get another mm-hmm. family. You do. You get another family. And I couldn't deal without my, my yeah. you know, youth football family. I couldn't deal. And get yourself a damn good amount of, I don't care. If it's two, I don't care if it's three. I don't care if it's one, but get yourself mm-hmm. a girlfriend. What a get yourself mm-hmm. a sister from another mister. <laughs> Lucky for us, we have five and we have the best. Text oh yeah. If it ever gets caught by like the FBI yeah. or the police, ooh, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Because we talk about how, you know, toddlers are assholes and, you know, teenagers are awful and, but there's, and then we, of course, share the wins and we share the, you know, we share the losses and we share, we share everything together. And even though we may not see each other once, but once a quarter, yeah, we have that text string. We have somebody there. We know you can reach out and absolutely mm-hmm. phone a friend. And I don't even have to phone. I, it's like you automatically start to feel when somebody else is like, oh, shit, I haven't talked to Whitney. Let me check on that bitch. And I'll check on her real quick, you know. Or, you know, when she was in the place where she's at, you know, you go through the part where you start losing family, you start losing your parents, Mm -hmm. because we're all in those ages. Yeah, we're all at that time. The hope is that there is hope. My both, I think all three of our kid of the three kids, Whitney, you know, Whitney's and mine, they know Whitney is not just Whitney, she is Thea Whitney, which is Aunt Whitney in Spanish. And it is, they know with out a shadow of a doubt that like there was literally I lost my job and I couldn't afford to buy my daughter her volleyball shoes because my ex-husband wasn't paying child support and he's a fucking doctor and my other best friend bought Brooke the shoes and I can call Whitney and say Whitney I need $400 and she'll send it to me via you know via app or your app and I'll send it right back that Friday when I get paid but it is the importance of having a strong the strong valued friendships that sometimes aren't your mom or your sister because you know they're always they're they're always going to look at it from your point of view right I know that I can call Mm -hmm. Whitney and go this is my problem and she can look at it from a 360 degree angle and if it's me that needs the finger pointed at by God (laughs) she's going to point that finger at me and it's that wake up call. So it's learning, learning what you're learning that even when you think you're rock bottom, you're not. Even when you think you're the worst mother in the world and you come home and you lose your ever loving shit because you drop milk all over the floor. It's like, you know what? Fuck off. It is what it is. Because I listened the other day and this is just, listen, 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 listen. I'm a huge talker. I talk way too damn much to a tree. It don't matter. You don't have to talk back. I will talk to you, but it is, I listened to my daughter the other day. She plays club volleyball. And I can tell you, if you have a child that plays anything that has with the club in the front of it, it costs you your, it costs you an arm, leg, a kidney, it costs and you a damn one of my ovaries to get them to play. 
It does. It cost yeah. It cost me five grand just for my daughter, the brick and mortar of wow. my daughter playing. But I sat there and I listened to her because there's a girl on her team and she's so good if she would just get it together. My daughter said, uh, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, having a private lesson? You're really good. And the girl got said, no, this club is already a struggle for my family. And Brooke said, oh, so are you not thinking about playing college ball? She goes, no. She goes, then what are you doing? She goes, excuse me? She's like, then what are you doing? She's like, it is $5,000 for us to be sitting here right now. She's like, so if it's a struggle, why don't you have your parents save that five grand and put it to your first three months of college? She goes, this is a extreme struggle for my mom. She, it's just her. She goes, the least I can do at the end of this is honor her with a yeah. college scholarship. That's, that's amazing. I do not hide. Oh, I ball. Yeah. I ball like a baby. I bought the ball right now. Yeah. I do not hide finances from my kids. I do not hide anything from them. And I think that's what we, as moms, you know, we try to do. We try to sugarcoat everything and like, oh no, I don't hide death. I don't hide sadness. I don't hide happiness. We, if, you know, we accept that. They can see it all anyways. There's yeah, no point in hiding it. Thing too. Agreed. I think that's a They're huge thing as anyway. moms too. It's like so, a lot of people come to me as like, cause I mean, I've been through, I've been through a lot and little amount of time recently and everyone's like, how do you explain to your kids? How do you, I'm like, you just do age appropriate truths. I don't understand. Right. You know, I think it's, especially as like, you know, single moms are already so worried. Our kids going to be so fucked up anyway. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what can we do to even yes. more fuck them up with the, you know, with what we're doing? It's like, okay. And then the world itself and things that happen in the world and such in the world is going to fuck them up too. But they see it all. They see it all. You might as well mm-hmm. just be, you know, age appropriate truth. You know, like, don't be yeah. like, what happened to Aunt Betty? Oh, she drank a bunch of fucking booze and laid on the train tracks. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> However, <laughs> right. you need to like really, you know, Aunt Betty was very sick and she passed away. I mean, you got to you gotta tell these kids, these, these parents, these, I mean, as single moms, and it's just, you got to understand, like, the guilt's going to be there. But it's like, pray about it. Talk to people about it. Talk to your mom tribe. Talk to, you know, it's okay. You're not going to, you're not going to mess them up any more than the world's going to. It's, you know, I, there's a lot of, I love power. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) But my 100, my my 100 millionth (laughs) reason to watch her (laughs) is because she's true. She tells you, she shoots you straight. There is no sugarcoating with her. And I think that's why, all, I mean, each one of us in this little, in our little MFB tribe, and we're called the MFBs because mm-hmm. they're my favorite bitches, um, is that there is no, no. hiding no. of things. None. It's like, I need money. Who can help? And if y'all can't help, yeah. let's be, help me figure it out. Someone knows something. Each, each one of us are so different. I'm five foot 11 and a half. I'm a big, big chick. I'm not small. You know, I'm a big Mexican yeah. and I yeah, live but she's my life. Beautiful. She's beautiful. The other she's one is a Puerto Rican. You know, the other one is a Puerto Rican. The other one is a white Caucasian. The other one is Irish with red hair. And then you have Whitney, who's the hippie with the long blonde hair, who's tall. <laughs> oh, shut up, man. Talks like Marilyn Monroe. One of us. Yes. Each one of us has our own struggles, right? Each one of us. And whether you're, you know, you sometimes you have a single mom who's Yeah, I was married. a single mom who was married. One time, 
I was married. This is my second marriage. Yes. I was. You're a single okay, mom. So this is married. my second marriage. Okay. My first marriage. Oh my god. I did the Heather thing, except I married the motherfucker. You know, like all my friends were married. All my okay. So then I met this quote, quote Prince Charming that like rode up on a fucking white horse from New Bronzeville, literally, literally, and married him. In like six mm. months, got engaged. Less, you know, a year, got married. Had this big old wedding, big old everything. That less than a month later fucking put his hands on me went from bad to worse and like i'm a, i was a single mom i was a strong bitch like i didn't put up with shit but i'm gonna tell you yeah. right now rocked my world i mean it was like in less like less than i think our marriage lasted maybe a year maybe because i mean the last mm-hmm. time he put his hands on me he did it in front of my son and i was like and oh know. yeah that that will never you will never let that happen again. Hell to <laughs> the no! It could happen bit. to you, but as soon as it happens to your kids, you're like, uh-uh. no longer is it no. about and Let you. me tell you what that motherfucker had money. And his I family think, had money. Yes. I mean, when I'm talking money, I'm talking money. But you know, wealth. Wealth. They were There's rich a difference between rich and wealth. Wealth. But I was like, it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. Wealth. It's not worth it. It's not worth my kids. It's not worth my. That's what I'm saying no. too. It's like, you never know, you're not stuck. It. You're not stuck. Like all these women. Oh my God. No, you ain't stuck. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Thank you for saying that. You're never stuck. You are going to be fine. Believe Mm -hmm. me. You only feel like you're stuck because that is your perception. Perception is reality for the person perceiving it. But that's why I'm saying you need to have somebody who can look at something from 360 Mm -hmm. and help you out. And I think, you know, we talked about a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -mm. Ladies, this doesn't last forever. I have a 15 year old and I, my son's about to be 11 and I can tell you that the days of the chaos oh, yes. in the house yeah. are minimum. It, 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 it hurts me to my core that in about three and a half years, my daughter's leaving to go to college and, in you know, six years, my son is out the door to go to college. So this too shall pass your time as being a single mom shall pass and each single, each single win that comes, you can be, and I read this all the time and it just floors me because I know that's how each, I know you both of y'all is that you can be in a different mental space, heart mm-hmm. space, physical space in yes. six months. And you know, when you drop all the negativity and just learn to look and say, you know what, I'm going to mind my business mm-hmm. and do mine. And turn your back and say, you mind your business and do you, if you took care of you and allowed me to take care of me and my kids, imagine the growth we would all have. And of course I just turned 40. So that comes along with being 40. I'm like, I don't give two craps what you think about me because you know what? I'll put my kids and myself up above anybody who thinks otherwise, because we are not better we are not better. We just know that we are mm-hmm. all each other has. And my daughter's friends will say the same. Your mom is so cool. How is she so cool? And Brooke's like, because we're all we have. You know, we're all we have. And I tell my son that all the time. I said, our sons have been through the world and back. I said, look, we are a triangle. If one of us drops off, we are a straight line that goes on forever. And I can tell you, mama cannot mm-hmm. go on forever without one of you. Mm-hmm. So this triangle has to work. Everybody has to do their part to get Camp Heather moving. Keep it going. Keep it moving. I said, so everybody has to do their part. It's about age-appropriate discussions, what Whitney said. And I am not the best parent. I sprinkle Mm. F-bombs every day, all day, all over everything. 
I straight tell kids that are about to get in my car, if your mama does not cuss and she doesn't yell at cars in front of her and you've never heard the word shit or that's what she said or that's what he said, yes, this car is not true. a car this you is ride a, This in. is confirmation. <laughs> this is confirmation. I'm telling you now. And, you know, my son takes ADD medicine and I'm like, look, you have a kid who's unmedicated. You mm, don't know what the hell's going to come out of his mouth. Just slap it's the true. shit out of him and move yeah. on. I tell him no. And, you know, it's about discussing those things about everything's not right. Everything's not right. Everybody's not okay. Everybody has their own idiosyncrasies and their own damage and their own baggage that we all carry around. But the moment that you put that out on the forefront, about like, look, this is my crazy. We parade it on the front porch and drink iced tea and drink beer. And if you like it, come join. If you don't, that's okay. I don't need you to like it. Yeah, but but they probably like it because they always want to hang out with us. <laughs> Oh well, you God, get, your no, girls are a lot of fun. This you know? has been great. Um, I really think, you know, our big takeaways are just having that positive mentality, having that positive thought, having that, I can do this, I can get through this. Um, also, you know, it, t- it does take a village. And I'm so glad you guys have been able to share your story because at the end of the day, you surrounded yourself with love. You surrounded your kids with love and love never fails. And, um, you may not have had the family relationship that other people have, or that maybe you have dreamt of, but you created a loving atmosphere full of loving people so that your kids could grow up knowing what love is. And I think that is so important. So 100%, I really thank you guys for your time. It's been, I know, no, thank thank you you for for allowing us to come in and be your first. I, broke, I have we actually, broke your podcast. Yes, you did it. <laughs> we broke your podcast. I was what, I broke your podcast, Terry. <laughs> you broke my podcast, Terry. Thank you. This was the best. The best first. Yay. Um, well, thank but you for I definitely, having us. Yeah, I wanted to shed some tears and I've laughed and this has been amazing. And y'all's story is truly inspirational. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Y'all are both great mothers and just, um, I'm going to, I'm going to join this MFB. Is that what it is? Girl, <laughs> I'm joining it. That? <laughs> that. We go, we can only go okay, out once a quarter. quarter. And Some somebody other, is uh, always on standby for bail because you never know. Someone's always you on never know. bail Correct. or bond. And you never usually know. my husband, cause he's kind of, he kind of knows what to do with that. So <laughs> we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. It's been so much fun. Um, And hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.